it did it again. The countdown went on for literally a split second, and then it just skipped it again. I, it, I don't know why it's doing. Oh, uh, yo, can I tell you something real quick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. For the fucking Nasby video, I had to do a lot of audio editing. Do you want to know why? Why? Because my fucking Windows lowered my microphone input. Windows. You remember how like that kept happening to you? How oh, like every time before we recorded, okay, okay, it yeah. loaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was my turn. The one time I fucking actually make a goddamn fucking video, Dennis, and it does that shit. For, like, the live bits, I mean. The post-editing was fine, but for the live bits, I had to, like, raise and do a lot of audio editing to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. It lowered it down to 32. It, really it didn't even like... lower it. Yeah, like, what kind of arbitrary-ass number, uh, right? There really is just something, I think, wrong with the Realtek uh, audio drivers. Like, I think they just get broken for everybody at least once. And it's like... If you're using your computer for anything that's not gaming or, like, audio engineering, it's like, well, you're okay, because it does not matter, like, that much. Yeah. But if you're like us, where we have a podcast, or you game with your microphone headset, or even just your microphone, it's kind of fucking annoying. It, it actually really is. It was bad, too, because the video was, like, li uh, it's post, but with live-action segments mixed in. But Did you have to redo my takes? Audio levels. Nah, not really. Uh, no, okay, I'll tell that's... you about it in a sec. But uh, okay, okay. Th thankfully, our audio levels are fine now for the Double D experience in the morning. Ninety-seven point one. I know I sound really good, don't I? But that's just because the sultry tones of my voice are among my most complimented features, besides my face and my penis. You see, today, uh, I'm actually dead inside because I, at the time of this video, uh, that this podcast is up, um, I posted a video about Nasby Two. Because your boy was actually reached out to by Sandbox Strategies and the developers of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 with early access to the game. I've been playing Nasby 2 for about a solid couple of days, almost a week before Got the game dropped. Got that review copy! I did. Yeah, no, I actually, they gave, I don't know why they gave some shitty podcaster a review copy <laughs> of Nasby 2, but they did. And I'm, honestly, once again, I've said it like three times in the video, but thank you so much to all the good people over at um, Sandbox Strategies and Fair Play Labs and all those good people for uh, sending me a copy of the game. Because I'm not going to do a review of Nasby 2 in this podcast, uh, because I... He has a don't video coming listen, up. He's not here. No, don't listen to it here. Like, watch the video right now. No, it's yeah, already yeah. out by the time this video, oh, this okay, podcast okay. is live. Yeah, like, watch it right now. Hey, guys, go check this, it out. Yeah, turn this uh, shit off and, like, go watch it right now. Right after you're done watching this. Well, no, right after you're done replaying this podcast episode ten times. Yes. Just get that viewership up. <laughs> yeah, we're like Catholic priests right now. Like, ten Hail Marys. Like, like ten Hail Marys before you can listen to the Nasby video. Give us your... Give us, um... What was it? The not donatives. The uh, the it's like when they paid their way to heaven. Uh huh. It's like uh, light. Just light a candle. Called uh. When they go in and light a candle for like their their son that their Italian son that died, who they genuinely believed, you know, was making a hundred thousand dollars a year just moving lumber. <laughs> like he was fucking dirty. Like, he was dirty, my- Oh, in indulgences. That was what it was called. Yeah, it's yeah. It's when they paid their way into heaven. Nice. 
can I just Venmo? Like, does he does like Saint Peter? You, the Saint <laughs> you Peter use like Pope? No, the Saint Peter use like an iPad or something up there. Now I remember when Steve Jobs died, they had like he was at the pearly gates and like uh, Saint Peter was using an iPad to go through the list to see like where he was on there to get into heaven. Which, considering that Steve Jobs was a Buddhist, was actually very disrespectful by Time Magazine when they did that. But either way, uh, it was still oh, was pretty funny. Oh, was his family Catholic? No, Steve Jobs was, um, I think he was a practicing Buddhist. I know, but, like, was his, like, who headed the, his wedding and everything? Oh, like, his wedding, the funeral. Oh. Oh. Oh, I thought, like, you know, his family just, like, kind of went against his wishes. There's a lot no, of that, no, a dude, lot of this times. is Time Magazine. Time Magazine, like, when he died, like, the cover art was just Steve Jobs at the pearly gates, like, just watching uh, St. Peter, scroll, watching St. Peter uh, scroll through an iPad to find where he, uh, to find where he was on the list. Rather they thought than, they like, were the real giant... clever with that shit, weren't they? I mean, they were, but at the same time, it was still, like... No, eh. it's like, it's like one of those kind of, like, bits of humor where, like, you know the guy who drew that, or whoever commissioned it, I guess, like, whosever idea it was. I was just like, hey, hey, this is gonna be funny. <laughs> it's like that type of shit. It's like, it's like it was so hilarious in your head. They're gonna give me a raise for sure. <laughs> it's like you did. No. I got fired the next day. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a jackass! What a jackass! <laughs> All right, y'all. But um. If you watched the Nasby 2 video already, great. If you didn't, please go check it out after listening to this podcast ten times. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm not going to spoil the video, of course. But I am going to talk about... A little behind the it, scenes. I'm going to talk about the fact that I still can't feel my left leg. Because of the process of actually making this video. And I'm sure you're wondering, what does that mean? Much like an animator or anybody else working on any sort of project for an entire day, it's important to stay hydrated. Mm. Uh, it's very important to drink water. Uh, I remember one time back at Smash Sounds in 2018, I forgot to, I didn't have any water. I wasn't drinking water when I was at the tournament because I didn't think about hydration at the time because I was just a stupid Smash player who only cared about Smash and shit. <laughs> and Smash literally, and at a certain point the next day, I was literally limping around the tournament because of how dehydrated I was and the lack of, you know, hydration or blood flow going to my leg. That happens when you don't drink enough water. It literally makes you weaker at a certain point, so... I guess a similar thing happened to me yesterday when I'm sitting at a computer from noon to two in the morning. Editing. <laughs> Which... And my not to mention the toll, yeah. it's taken on my back as well. L truthfully, I make this kind of content so little now, and every time I do, I remember how much I fucking love it, and how, frankly, good I am at speaking on a camera or speaking into a mic and, um making video essays and whatnot, and how streamlined I've made the process for myself. And not streamlined, but how efficient and, like, well-practiced I am in the process. He has a process, yeah. Yeah, the process is not drinking any fucking liquids and <laughs> just sitting down even though you have a herniated lumbar disc constantly and you have a fucking standing desk. You can lift it up, which I did sometimes, but still. Point is, I forgot when I make these kind of videos how distracted I get. When I'm truly dedicated to something... I go in. There's, like, no in-between for me, like, with my Asperger-y-ass brain. I'm either lazy as fuck and feel like there's not a point to certain things, or I don't feel like doing something, or I'm, like, I'm too overwhelmed to get started. Or I do get started, and I just go in. To the point where I realize, oh, shit. I didn't eat today. <laughs> oh, shit. Did I drink water? No. Oh, shit. You're sitting down? You have a standing desk, you stupid jackass. You can hit the button and lift it up and stand instead, which I did from time to time. So <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't just that, but I also had a deadline. Because the thing is, they sent me early mm. an early copy of the game. So there was a content embargo. 
I, I couldn't upload mm-hmm. footage of the game yet before, or like clips or anything like that until mm-hmm. the launch date, which is today, the day we're recording this, actually. Video's literally going live in two and a half hours at the time we're recording this, so yeah. it's been, like... A long day. Why does the... Oh, I named the I named the room that by accident. My bad. My oh. leg. My leg. Yeah. I thought it was just your name. My leg. Humongous. 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 Yeah. So honestly, it, it was a labor of love. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I literally the, the good thing about my job, right? About doing the Nintendo program is that. Well, before they had us working six days a week, I got to pick and choose what days I worked. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to work Monday to Friday necessarily. I can just take, say, Monday off like I did yesterday to spend, I don't know, say, spend all day working on a NASB2 video you were given early access to to make content for to get it out by the next day. Because if you worked that same day, there was no chance in hell you were ever going to be able to get it out on time. And I could do that, and now just work Sunday. So I got lucky. You know, it's, it's quite frankly, it's the very broken thing about my job is that I could just, I don't have to call in sick when I don't have to work. I could just be like, oh, I'm not going to work this day, and I'm going to work a different day, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, the physical toll. Like, Dennis, I want to show you something. Take a look. You want, You ready for this? Are you ready yeah. for this right now? Look at, look at my bed. <laughs> do you see that shit? <laughs> Are you Ew. seeing what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all my laundry. All my darks and my colors and my whites mixed in with some sheets, completely unfolded. Just smacking its space halfway throughout my bed. I didn't even have time or energy to fold that shit, man. That's how much my eyeballs were glued to this frickin' screen. So, I hope you all give as much love to that video as I gave it. Um, I guess uh, to finish here, like, it was really, again, such an honor from Sandbox Strategies, and, um, you know, again, all the good people at Fair Play for giving me early access to the game. It really was an honor, because I loved Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, I loved the first game so much, and I really do want to see the second one thrive as thrive as much, if not even better, as the first one did. Because y'all made a lot of great changes as well. Some stuff I disagreed with, but... You know, stuff that I agreed with as well. So I'm honored that you guys picked me to help really sort of promote it and really get, like, that game into the sphere and whatnot. So that'll be going up later. And um, for you guys at home today, watch it later if you guys can. I'll probably plug it one more time towards the uh, towards the end. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got for that. I've been rambling on about that for ten minutes. Dennis, what the fuck do you have to say? <laughs> oh. Not much, honestly, in my neck of the woods. Uh, I've had, I've had a lot of time, like, um, by myself, uh, since I am unemployed at the moment. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, holidays be rolling around. Me and Dennis take turns being unemployed. I don't know if y'all have kept track of that. It seems neither me nor him <laughs> I, I can have a job it. at the same time. <laughs> I thought about that. I was just like, wait. It's like, he has a job and I don't. And then at one point it was flipped. Uh, like... It wasn't like some crazy revelation to me, but it was just kind of like, huh, it's a little sus. I'm like, damn. I'm like worried if I get a job soon, does that mean <laughs> David's not going to yeah, have one? Yeah, mine, because mine's seasonal, remember? That's probably going to be exactly what's going to fucking happen if we're probably. keeping it a stack, dude. Probably. That's God keeping the Double D experience alive, dude. It's like they, one, of the, uh, one of them needs to have an opener schedule. I don't know why I made God Asian. <laughs> but I did. God, God, low key, like you know, I bet you, 
whoever like you know goes up there and like meets him like they expect like you know that classic sort of like image we have of god where it's like oh he's this just wise old man with a white beard like family guy god whatever yeah family guy god and then but then like you know god's just like yo i can i'm basically whatever you want me to be and then what if a guy's just like i imagine you to be cody vor he's just like okay (laughs) and then you just go up there and he literally just takes the form of cody vor but he still speaks like god and the guy's just like, we're everything that I imagined you to be. <laughs> well, I mean, if, it's a, if we're going by the Time Magazine portrayal of God, he's probably just going to be sitting there on an iPad playing Angry Birds. <laughs> Watching that's YouTube. What they pretty much said. Yeah, that's pretty much what they did when Steve Jobs died. I don't know, man. The idea of fucking God, I feel kind of blasphemous for even saying that. It's what? a little straight. I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Well, because- I was brought... I was brought oh, yeah. up religious at first, but mm. and then as I grew up, I just like found out my own self and whatnot because you know how parents can raise their kids. I went to Sunday school for a bit and whatnot, yeah. and now I have just my own thoughts of separating God and religion, and mm-hmm. you know my own thoughts on spirituality and whatnot. I'm sort of a gumpist nowadays. I just believe that everybody has a destiny, but I'm a firm believer in that shit happens, and that what yeah. life is actually. Ugh, excuse me. And what life is actually about is about overcoming the bad things and the obstacles in your life to get to the thing that you were born to do. Because everybody thinks it's one or the other. Everybody thinks we're either floating around or that we're just born and uh, or that we're just born and we have a destiny and that's it. And I think it's both. I, I think firmly so believe it's both. That that that's the only thing that makes sense to me. You know. Well, you have to forge your own destiny, though. Yeah, because yeah. there are kids who get cancer. You are telling me it was their fucking destiny to get cancer? Mm. And that's and like it just die like that and that that's yeah what and then fucking you just God chalk it up or to, whatever then it is just one of those unfortunate things you have to chalk up to like you know it just shit happens not yeah, like exactly. in a sense where it's like it's no big deal but it's just like thing it it's terrible obviously who's not who's not saying that but it's more just like still along those lines of like you know what like you can't, yeah you know you can't just say like oh yeah that kid was just predestined to have cancer it's just like yeah i mean maybe to a certain extent not so much that the kid deserved it but like you know maybe his family I mean, got a maybe pre- his body was a ticking time bomb you know like maybe that yeah. happened originally but that doesn't mean he was you know born and, to have it we have the miracles of modern medicine and whatnot which- and genetics is still a thing too where it's not like a fucking you know uh end all be all argument to everything but it's just like Sometimes the kids, like, family history may just have a history of cancer. Or, like, yeah. you know, just getting sick. There is that, too. So. Yeah. I like the, um... There was actually, you know, to bring up Family Guy again, you know, we're talking about the Family Guy portrayal of God. There was actually one episode of Family Guy way back in the day where, um... Lois meets, like, these fundam- like these this fundamentalist Christian couple with mm-hmm. a sick kid. And the mm-hmm. kid looks really sick. Like, she takes, like, Stewie for a play date there. And then they're like, what's wrong with him? And they're like, oh, he has cancer. <laughs> and they're just like talking with him about it. it's like what and you why you got to take him to a you ta- take him to a doctor or whatnot. And they're like, no, we don't believe in modern medicine. Like we're we're fundamentalist Christians or whatever. We believe that God will one day heal him, and all this all this shit, right? And like Lois can't take it, so she eventually literally kidnaps the kid to like take him to a doctor and mm-hmm. shit and whatnot. And uh, the way basically the way the episode ends is that she convinces them to take him to a doctor because instead of saying like. God's not going to magically heal your kid. I mean, don't you, mm-hmm. in a way, sort of believe that 
modern medicine and like these things that we have to cure cancer is the answer to your prayers? It's like, don't you believe that? Like, don't like why? Why oh. you, you believe? Like, you believe <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. like instead you believe like some magic shit is gonna happen mm-hmm. because of some of whatever fuck you believe. Instead of realizing, in a way, this is the answer to your prayer here. It, you know, like uh, this me- this medicine that can help and heal him because we haven't had that forever. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. how she convinces them to do it. So I like you. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That in a way also kind of helped shape a belief I have for like certain things are the answer to your prayers. Like you know, the signs mm-hmm. are everywhere. Everyone is a teacher. Everyone comes into your life for like a reason, whether it's a good reason or a bad reason and whatnot. And uh, that's you know. It, but there's like you know the crazy Christians and shit who believe that mm-hmm. like. You know, they're, they're, that, you know, something is literally an angel is going to magically appear b- before them. Like, again, the old man, white beard god, which is just yeah, yeah. a fucking stupid belief. Like, full stop. Yeah. I think that's dumb as shit. No, like, no offense. Oh, no, I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of things about religion are fucking stupid. I think overall, I think a lot of problems nowadays that are happening right now is caused because of re- mm. religion. Differences in religion. Differences, differences in religion and shit. But you, you see what I mean? I'm sort of of that young Zoomer belief of, like, I like to say that, like, if there's a god that I love God, but I hate religion, if that makes any sense. Because religion is an institution. Religion was made by man. You know, that's an invention, you know? Religion, like, in the way that that it's been used, you know, and the way we read about it, it's like, there are, like, plenty of things, like, even, uh, not being, not trying to meme here, but, like, fundamentally about Christianity, that there's a lot of things that are very positive, I think, about it. But when you got people who are now basically using it as a system to, uh, for basically control, well, now you got to put your own, yeah, you got to put your own like little fucked up spin on it and, uh, you know, obviously put your own biases into it. And obviously automatically it just corrupts it like right then and there. So, you know. And, like, I'm not about to, like, go into, like, a whole discussion about, like, how, like, oh, religion is terrible as an institution. Oh, like, like a documentary fucking We really fucking started style. a YouTube comment section at this ungodly <laughs> hour in the morning. But it's, like, you know, based on whatever your beliefs are, it's, like, I don't care, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Whether you are a Christian, Muslim, uh, Hindu, whatever, uh, you know, Jewish, either way, I really personally don't care because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Asian. Because I'm Asian. We are... The most a-religious type people you will ever meet. We believe in one thing, and it's called money. We believe in money, and that's it. Like, we don't believe in no other thing, really, truthfully. We don't care for any other things, because it's like, unless it brings us money, we don't care. <laughs> We're like one of the most pragmatic Vulcan fucking people you'll ever meet, truthfully. <laughs> if I'm talking yeah. mostly just based on stereotypes. We really don't care for most things. And... Unless, like, you know, obviously it benefits us. As long as it works. We like shit that works, basically. If and there are ones that believe in something, it's usually very, very, very low-key and only comes at times of extreme duress in their life. And that is still, I feel, probably the fewer number of Asians yeah. that I have ever known and I have ever met. Because, like, what Dennis is mm-hmm. saying is totally true. Like, yeah. be like, oh, what is the religion of Korea? And it's like, I don't it's think It's nominally one. Christian. Yeah. It's nominally Christian. But we don't care for it. Really? Oh, so you like stop fucking with Korean Jesus? Nah, I still fucks with Korean Jesus. He's my homie. But it's just like, you know, like I don't like him like that. You know? Alright, well stop fucking with Korean Jesus, Dennis. He's Why? busy. He ain't got time for your problems. He's busy. <laughs> I don't go up to Korean him with my problems. Shit. I don't <laughs> I don't go up to him with my problems. It's rude. 
that is the I just know best. that, like, yo, it's like people just think he exists and think yeah. he just... It's the best line in 21 Jump Street by far. It, it, it really is. Like, yeah. I, and the fact that it's, uh, you know, delivered by Mr. Ice himself yeah. is fucking hilarious. Regardless of how one feels about Jesus, I mean, there's no denying that he was literally the most influential man who ever lived because literally more than half the world now fucking worshipped him. Yeah. Uh, like, worship like, him. Yeah, after the spreading of his teachings and whatnot. And I think it's cool, like, when you can get something out of a religion without believing in it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, of course. Like, there's this one story from the Brobel. And again, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, there's this, like, one story from the Brobel. I definitely touched my willy when I was a kid. What? After after the priest was done with it, uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I I don't know. Like I was trying to make a fucking priest pedophile joke, and I uh, couldn't. Uh, it bombed, it, it, bro. It, bomb. Matt Rife would be ashamed of me. Um, <laughs> Take yeah. off your belt, uh, homo. <laughs> I want you to feel the way I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting sexually harassed by attractive women in the or, in the on the top of my stage because they're attractive women, which means they can't sexually harass anybody, right? Oh no, yeah. no, 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 because no, you have to, no. We just have to always believe women. Believe. Well, it's not even a matter of believing. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like I was so bothered when no. like that woman asked him to take off his belt. Like she, like you, that woman was getting. You were getting belligerently horny right now. You need to go. <laughs> like you need to leave. Yeah, she but was anyway. ready to like tear off her clothes and just throw herself on him. Like yeah, it was just like that level of horny. I will literally never forget when that girl had a seizure at his concert, and then when she woke up, she it, just asked him to kiss her. It was like it was so fucked. You want to know something too? And this yeah. is the reason why. Like, it's not so fucked. This is why men are better. <laughs> it's that our simp's go our, on. No, our simp's as much as I fucking hate them. We are never rude to that level. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that's not true. We, no, 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 no. That's because not true. Because we, no, no, no. Listen, listen. Listen. Stop shaking your head. You look, you look like a bobblehead. Relax there. Like, we never cross that line. We will literally, we will say, like, oh my God, step on me, mommy, and all that, uh, like, thing. But we will never, like, just go, like, this and, like, yell at them, telling them, oh, take off your clothes. Like, but women simps, like, especially, at least we're taking Matt Reif's um, example here. They will, like you said, David, you said, they're mad aggressive. They are. They really are. Like, they will, like, almost as they were, almost as like a guy would tell a stripper, like, hey, take off your clothes. It's that energy. You know, see what I'm saying? I do. And then you, and then you say no, and they're like, what, are you fucking gay? Yeah, exactly. Then and they turn it around somehow. Yeah, they'll say that to you and whatnot, but they can you oftentimes get away with that. Both genders actually are guilty of that, but believe it or not, from my experience, I do think men actually do wind up doing that more, but it's on the low key. And I think that might be starting to change, Dennis. But the reason I'm saying this is because, listen, I am articulate with a voice that is deeper and lower than the voice and nutsack of Poseidon at the very bottom of the sea. I am six foot five. I am a lot of the things that are considered, you know... Um, what's the word? Um, sort of generally attractive to women in a lot yeah. of in a lot of ways, right? When I ask out women, they say yes, they give me their number, and then they do not respond to my texts or they do not call me. And yeah. the reason being is because I know some women have actually been intimidated by me before because if they don't know me well enough, 
They're scared that I'm going to be that guy that flips out on them when they say no. Yeah. A lot of women are scared to say no to a dude. And it's, I'm talking about like, because listen to me, I am, I, I don't live in a zoo. I am not a simpanzee by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, right? Except for Cody, bro. Right. I, I mean, you know, funny enough, Cody as a person, I, I, I'm like way less attracted to who she is. It's just her, that woman's, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm being honest. And like no, 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 because no, it serious. happens. And sometimes it literally affects, there. it literally affects like how I like will nut to her. I'm serious because like, She's so fucking genuinely retardedly hot. Like that woman's body is a genuine grace. But of then, if you actually mankind. met her, but then, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying not saying I would hate her or anything. Like I'd be civil with her. I'd be like, oh yeah, Cody's Cody's. But Cody's the my... feelings you'd have with your penis would not be the same feelings you'd have with your heart. Is what yeah, you're like saying. I'd literally just yeah. be like, Cody's my bro. Like we're cool. Like fi- you know, fist bump, bro. Like that, that's yeah, what I'd like do were... with her. Like straight and if up. you guys and... were, and if you guys were friends with benefits, it's like okay, like. We chill. We just homies yeah. out here. We just fucking each other. It's just like it's all cool. But but my heart don't got the feelings you th- like. You know, people would imagine you to like have for it. There were like you know those dumbass like you know fucking knives towards like Eugene in fucking um you know that shot of like from Tangled where like all the knives are like in the bar oh, yeah, towards yeah, yeah. like are pointed towards Flint Rider and be like oh what opinion has you like this somebody posted what uh, p- opinion about cheating would have you like this and Cody retweeted that and she's like oh it's super hot with like a little sweat emoji or like that little like anime like sweat emoji and I'm like okay it's good to know that you know yeah you you know you just be I mean she's a porn oh, no, star no. anyway then I would then I would ask her like. Do you feel that way as a genre, or do you feel that way in the action? That's where, like, the whole breakdown comes in. Because at the but same like, time, it's like, most you people don't, don't cheat even think on about people. That. Yeah, because she doesn't cheat on people because she's a porn star. When yeah. you're dating her, there's the unwritten agreement yeah. she fucks other yeah. people. Like, you kind of got to accept that if you're going to be dating her, right? She's yeah. dating another porn star. Like, j- yeah, like yeah. another person she met through porn. And so, like, obviously they're cool with fucking other people because they mm. need to do that for sustenance and, and money and, income and in that industry too you're usually only dating people within your own industry if that makes sense you like, think so only because it's those are the ones that actually are more prone to last in my opinion because Probably. just for the profession <laughs> itself you know and like for what it is and like i'm not you know and people may sit here and Keep trying to say that, like, oh, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not, but it's nothing to be celebrated either, is what I'm saying. You and- know, that's, uh, that's part of the plot of Moulin Rouge. Have you ever seen that movie? It's about a writer. It's a really, really, really great musical. It's about a writer who falls in love with a woman who sells herself, but she, mm-hmm. like, needs to fuck this ben- this wealthy benefactor to save the for burlesque show where mm-hmm. they, or to save the circus show where they work at, and he just can't take it and shit, and it's like, it's mm-hmm. a really good, it's a really good uh, fucking play. It's a really good one. Th- does he end up fucking him or no? No, um, the girl gets tuberculosis and dies. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, oh, set in, like, it's, it's set in, like, 1910. Okay, alright. Yeah, so, like, yeah, not ex- got tuberculosis at least not once. A, not exactly a vaccine <laughs> yet for, uh, <laughs> for that shit. What were we talking about, Cody, Bor- oh. um, before Oh, no, that? just also, like, uh, like, at least just of how relationships form in, like, that industry. And, I guess, yeah. Uh, well, like, you know, my whole thing is, is that, like, you know, for, I don't know, like, you know, the way you were even mentioning, like, how, like, the whole, like, chimpanzees and stuff, like, it's... That's what I was saying, yeah. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like, and the thing is, women say no to me, not even because they don't think I'm attractive or anything, but it's because they don't know me. 
And so they're scared that I'm going to be that guy that will, like, flip out on them. We but were the moment about, we like, have that energy to girls, it's just like, you know, oh, what the fuck, are you at, gay? That's <laughs> a fair double standard. That is a fair double standard. I don't like to think the majority of women do that, but, I mean, there are a lot of women who, like, do not the know how to do take rejection. The ones who do can get fucked. Fuck there them. are a lot like, of women who don't know how to take rejection, but I'm also talking about the fact that a lot of women will say no to guys that they typically find attractive because even they're scared that they're going to be that guy that doesn't like it. You know, there'll be a guy There'll be a guy who'll be like, oh, you're so beautiful. Like, honestly, like, I've kind of gotten a little crush on you, like, the way I just see you walking around and the fun conversations we've had. Can I take you out sometime? And then she'll be like, no. And then the guy will be like, oh, yeah, well, you have fucked up teeth. <laughs> but you know what is, I mean? What if she did have fucked up teeth? It's just, look, everything if until the this guy point, was not like, attracted to her. If you thought she had fucked up teeth and you weren't attracted to her for that reason, why was the guy asking her out in the first place? That proves that his, uh, that proves that his affection was ingenuine. That proves he didn't actually like her and that he was kind of trying to gashnoodle her godoidus. Yeah, because see, it's also you see not acceptable. I mean? Yeah, but I'm also saying it's not acceptable. That's why it's also low key kind of unfair, in it? Because a girl can literally straight up go up to you and say, "I want to fuck the shit out of you," and apparently that's just fair. It's just fair. But the moment we do that, it's just like, "Oh, we're monsters. We're pigs." Okay, because women are beautiful and men are not. Still double standards, it's though. It's just how care. it fucking works. Women, yeah, but it's still double standards, though, man. Sex, if women want sex, all they have to do is ask for it. That's, That's why it. they have no game. Man, man That's God, why man. they have no game. They have yeah. no game. They do. They have no idea other than flashing but, their panties. They have no to, idea. It's literally because women's bodies are the game. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. That's why they have no game. It's like, they, it's like they were born with the fucking Konami code, and their body is just like you know two up two down, left right left right B A. Like I said, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, it's just B lift skirt. That's, that's all it is. It's just, you press B. That's the woman combo. Have like, woman have you have no combo. Code. We have like, the combo. We have to learn combos, man. Listen, some men are just trash at fighting games. You feel me? Like I have Asperger's, bro. Like I I can't like. Yeah, but that's the, but. The key you remember part what we were talking that, about last week? I know, about but, how bad, wait, 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 wait. My whole thing is, though, is that we still have to learn. We still have to go through the ringer. We still have to go through rejection. They have no idea what it's like to be rejected. They have no idea not, how to com no. compute that. No, no, there are women who get rejected, Dennis. That's not true. Yeah, but I'm sitting. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying there are none women that don't get rejected. They just don't know how to fucking compute that, though, the way we do. It destroys them. The occasional one, yes, I agree with that. I do. For I, us, you know, it's like we we know it. That's our life. We know it, it. Do you think that's part of the reason that women just never ask men out? Yes, they're too yeah. afraid of it. They're way more afraid of it than us, because we know it's like this is our lot in life. That's just the way we navigate it. But yeah, for them, it's just like no, it has to be this way, not that it is. You understand? You know, yeah. I've heard guys say that, like, you know, be like, an important life lesson to learn to a woman is that, like, oh, if there's a girl you like, and, like, if she wanted to, she would. And there's a part of me that kind of thinks that. Can that you explain wanted, that? That if she wanted, apparently what they're saying, I, I don't know, it's always so cryptic with the way that, you know, young people talk about relationships <laughs> and shit nowadays. It's so fucking It's because they also don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, they say if she wanted to, <laughs> if she wanted to get with you, she would. That if she wanted to get with you, she yeah. would. Which, yeah, but at the same fair. time, I'm not saying you should ever change yourself or a woman, but sometimes a woman's opinion will change about you. 
and then she and then she will want to get with you. I'm not saying you should like hold out hope and like not hook up with other girls or not fucking or just like hold out hope for like one girl or God forbid change yourself to be with one. But I'm also just saying like it's nothing's ever completely written in stone like that unless it becomes written in stone. No, fuck, I want to talk about video games today. Why are we talking about this? I, it just happened. It's a naturally flat. That, that was pretty much all I had to say about that, so I'm done, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, okay, uh, fuck. Open that, open that world up uh, for me, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> open up them worlds, boy. I don't even... This is a terrible segue, honestly. Open up I'm them just, worlds, boy. I'm, I'm gonna just be swinging my way uh, into this new topic because uh, it's not really, like, you know, not really anything new that's been discussed, in my opinion. It's gonna be talking about open world games just a little bit again because um I've had a lot of time to play a lot of my backlog that I have in my Steam library. <laughs> and one of the games that I've been playing was the uh not Spider-Man 2 that just recently came out uh this uh was it this month? Like a week or two ago. Which I heard has been uh has been doing some numbers. It's been doing some numbers, it's been doing pretty well. And uh as it deserves. Um saw spoiled fucking game for myself because YouTube be an asshole like that and I'm a crack addict for uh for fucking spoilers so I was like fuck it let me just watch all this and you know I saw Venom I saw like you know all like the plot points of the game I saw like just how much they've improved uh for on the compared to the last two which was um Spider-Man and Miles Morales and uh I was like well fuck I guess I have to wait another five years for this shit to come out on PC because that's just the way PlayStation's going at uh, with their uh, ports uh, nowadays. But the thing is, they are taking a while for like, because I think they're releasing a lot of them in batches, if that makes sense. Like, not so much like, oh, like one release, like every three months or whatever, because I think they're they they took their time for God of War, Spider-Man and a couple others. They, these were like really great games that they uh, brought over to the PC. Final Fantasy too, and Final Fantasy as well, and like you know the ports. Thankfully, at launch were solid, which I appreciate, and I'd rather have a port that on release is uh you know solid compared to let's say something like Cyberpunk. Just saying, so like you know I'd ra- I could wait ten you know, FPS, <laughs> not even two. <laughs> it's like you know. <laughs> For that, like, I could wait, but it's just that, like, you know, uh, going back, I guess, like, to, um, you know, open world a little bit, um, we always been memeing on this show about how we feel about open world games and how it's a mixed bag, so it always has been, really, um, the more recent ones that have come out, uh, at least, like, Starfield, which I have some choice words for that game. As you probably heard like a couple episodes ago. But um, I personally think anyone who defends a slow burn for a game that takes 13 hours to get to the good shit, you are fucking delusional and I will kill you. I like to think that that every hour of the 13th hour that it takes for the game to be fun is just one more inch of Todd Howard's cock. That, being slowly inserted into the yeah. into the back of the throat In, into honestly. my orifices yes yeah. because you know them walking simulators they just taste so good and salty and a little tang at the end but let me this let me extend an olive branch space walking simulator if y'all really did like starfield for your own reasons 
not taking nothing away from you. I am. And if you just love Bethesda games like that, I don't blame you. I do. But I'm going to be real. Just does not do it for me. I'm sorry. Just does not do it for me. And the very <laughs> fact that you have to fast travel through space, like you don't even get to travel through space in a space exploration game about space is some real fuck shit in my opinion. And somebody broke Starfield deliberately so they could float upwards towards another planet. Yeah. And they did. They really <laughs> and they just and they just fucking went through the planet cuz it's just part of the background. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you advertise it like this? You know what I mean? It's just a fucking space-themed game at that point. But then it's just like, oh, space it's so Bethesda. Revo- it's, revolutionary. It's, it's so revolutionary. <laughs> Dude, the fucking fast travel in Sonic Frontiers was more revolutionary than that shit. Because at least it was unique in the fact that the character is the fast travel. And that he just runs to spaces that he can see in the distance. Which is the brilliant thing that that game did. Mm-hmm. Like... There's, like, things in the near-draw distance that don't load, so the things in the far distance do. Because even Sega and fucking Sonic Team and the fucking cocaine-driven <laughs> wisdom of that fucking team, like, cranking out some of the shittiest games ever made. <laughs> they're like, yeah, the player's gonna want to run to the thing that far in the distance. That's what they're gonna want to do, and that's important here. Not to mention the game has the most ridiculous, amazing combat system that it does. That team makes no sense. And even they got that shit right, Dennis. But so what is they, fucking Todd Howard's and Bethesda's and fucking Star but, Wars, Star Trek's excuse? <laughs> but here's the thing. Compared to those, the scale is, people will argue, bigger because it's space. And you could argue that, I'm sure, but Ooh. No Man's Sky, the game everyone forgot about, mm-hmm. does that a million times better. Way more interactive, and at the same time, it's not as story-driven, I will I will admit. Not as story-driven as a Starfield, because Bethesda game's all about, like, the narrative. But, um, it, it just feels like a very nicely-looking wet noodle of a game, in my opinion. Like, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, talking about it in the same context as, like, No Man's Sky was, because, you know... I think at the very least, like, Starfield did deliver because it wasn't cyberpunk, so it passed that test. Hooray. Well, that's but, the fucking Joe Biden argument. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. But my whole point is, is that, Oh, he's like, a good you know, president because he's not Trump. It delivered on what it said it was going to deliver on. And I think people honestly thought that it was a lot bigger than it actually is. Yeah, because there is content in the game. I'm not saying that it's devoid of that, and it like isn't you know EA either. They're not gonna like tell you, hey, do you want to get like this uh, super special, super secret, awesome gun that'll help you beat the game like in one shot? Buy buy it for twenty dollars, thank you. Like you know, like Bethesda doesn't work that way. They've tried to do their own scummy shit in the past with mods with Skyrim, but like you know, that's a you know, another topic for another time. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying, like, you know, there are, like, games out there where they just don't fucking understand what traveling should be like in a game. And I'm saying now that Spider-Man 2018, or I think it was more 2019. When it was fucking, when the PS when the PS5 dropped. 
Or no, it was before the PS5 drop. Yeah, it was PS4. It was PS4. Yeah, yeah. PS Spider Man Two I, I, was. Um, I was thinking yeah. of the Miles Morales game. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Sp- it was Miles Morales and uh, Spider Man Two. So at the very least, Spider Man 2018 to 2019 for PlayStation got that fucking right. And I think it's only it's solely because of one thing. You're fucking Spider Man. <laughs> You're swinging through New York. Arguably the Shit. most culturally significant character in in our modern era, honestly. And Spider-Man tra- is bigger than he's ever been. Traveling through New York, swinging through New York was fucking... Like, I wish I had more words. It was just fucking awesome. Like, I had never been so lost, just lost in the sauce, just swinging through fucking <laughs> buildings. It's mm-hmm. just so, like, it, traveling through there, like, you know, traveling in general, at least in the game, was just such a joy. Like, I've hated, fucking hated, like, it, like, especially for big open, like, not open world, I guess, but, like, for big, like, for games that have, like, humongous worlds. Like, I played WoW, and, like, you have a mount, okay, like, okay, you could press one, horse comes up, you ride through the forest, right? At a slightly higher speed. And you'd see, like, everything, you know, like the whole case of exploration is, like, is, like, still there. I'm not saying that, like, okay, like, you know, you, like, I could fully compare the two. But I, and I, again, Spider-Man, again, has an unfair advantage in this because it's, like, for one, you're fucking Spider-Man. You're, you're fucking Spider-Man. Like, that's, like, that, that's the whole part of the argument. It's, like, you're literally the guy who swings through New York. And every time we've seen it on the screen, it looks fucking awesome. And now you do it in a game, and it truly is, like, as awesome as you, like, saw it as when you watched it on the screen. Yeah, go ahead. Game feel. Making things feel good is so important when you're designing mechanics and new and unique mechanics like something like the web. So, as far as game feels goes, beyond the fact that it's more efficient fast travel, does the reason it feel good is because it's efficient fast travel? Or is there, like, a different kind of, like, game feel sense to it? Like, how do you as the player feel when you're swinging through the webs? Because making something feel good and good to the player like that is important. Like, in my Nasby video, I mean, like, one mm-hmm. spoiler for it is that I talk about Nasby 1. The game looked like shit, and a lot of mm-hmm. people didn't like it for it. Like, the game was had a distinct lack of polish, but the movement in that game was so fluid and cons- not even not concise that's not a good word for it it was so fluid and free-flowing and the just the buffer just, just felt, felt good. so good it yeah. just felt good to play so i didn't care the fact that you know my fucking it looked like a volkswagen or like some shitty like you know 1998 fucking honda, honda civic, civic. Ass looking. i was gonna say honda <laughs> civic that's the exact car i was gonna Yo, say we always when it has always... this fucking nitro turbocharge engine on the inside we always shit on civics but civics be tanks man like, Hondas don't underestimate. Yeah, like, they just had they'll my outlast. For eight years. They'll outlast virtually anything else we have on the market. Like, I there's still, still people running Civics have, at 400,000 miles. Like, I still have my Honda Accord. It is the first car I ever owned. I still have it. And my, my mechanic even still straight up says, you take good care of it, you're probably still going to get two more years out of this car. Another 200,000 miles! I am going to be sad when I have to give that car up. I've been through a lot with it. It's going to be a real, real sad day. I have a friend who also, he drives an Accord. And he literally said, like, he has a car in mind that he wants to get. But he said, like, it makes no sense to sell it. So, like, I'm literally just going to get, like, I'm literally just going to drive it until the wheels, like, come off. Like, which 
is the best thing to do because for one, it's a car you can do that with. Yeah. But I'm getting sidetracked here, but it's just like yeah. and like going back to Spider Man at least real yes, quick. And like even don't need, he, he don't need yeah. a car. He don't need no yeah, Honda yeah, Civic. Exactly, yeah. And he like, got the you know, he got the he got the whoop, whoop, whoop. And David even mentioned, like, you know, the whole idea of fast travel, right? I have, they have an option for fast travel in the game. I have never used it once. That's Because good. there's no That's hype. reason to. That's really hype. They put that in there for the lazy ass players. And then they're like, no, this feels so good. And just swinging around is so fun that you don't even need to do it. Bro, it is so therapeutic. Just it's the same as Frontiers. Actually, mm, yeah, in exactly. Frontiers, you yeah. can actually fast travel to like the Coco creatures that like upgrade your stats. But are you with the going Cocoa to? Do no, you there's need no, to? There's no reason. Just fucking you run there. You are the fast travel, as yeah. David has said multiple times. There's no reason for you to use it. Frontiers like, was praised so much, but that game was still so underrated. Like, I really feel like people didn't talk about it enough because it's a Sonic game. But that's the it, main reason why. If it was it anything was else, so like good. I think it's the best 3D Sonic. I really do believe that. I, oh I no, think I think it so is. too. I yeah, think so like too. full stop. Yeah, I think just for what Underrated it was trying to game. do, what it was trying to do, scale wise, and then even plus, like you know, just the comeback, like the significance of the game, like because it being, we had so much shit games before. Now we have this, like you know, straight up banger that like doesn't redeem all the shit that that they did that uh, yeah. they released, but at the very least, like you know, at the very least, it like basically proved that like yo, we couldn't make, we could do this, like we could make prior- a good open world so- uh, Sonic game. The prior Sonic game was like the worst. That the the one before that was Forces, and oh, my god, that that game was yeah. one of the biggest letdowns ever. There's people who think that game is legit worse than Sonic 06. I, I think they might be a little crazy, but there are things that 06 even does better than that game. And you're telling me that fucking Frontiers was made by the same people? What? <laughs> I even what, what, still what think the- that fuck were you snorting when you made forces then I frontiers i think frontiers though and like the uh the direction that they had was cr- the direction itself i think was even um made because oh, okay well, breath of the wild and uh, 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 shadow of the colossus the sonic combined they also knew that like we've had enough shit releases it, it, there's always like that cycle that happens with a lot of companies where it's like when you release enough shit then they realize and after they get enough criticism it's like okay we have to make a good game now like they never go the nintendo Everybody route in the boardroom's just, just like ah oh. uh, yeah it's like we have to try i don't wanna that's cd project red after like yeah like phantom liberty i heard was fucking was 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 fucking great as an expansion as not the people said it's not a dlc it's a straight up expansion and it is and it improves plenty of shit that the on the game that honestly it's like design choices wise it's like why did you decide to go this route one being one thing being was that every piece of clothing in that game had a stat so, if you, like, were dripped out, if your character was dripped out, right, in Cyberpunk, if your character was dripped out, right, and it was just like, yo, my character looks so badass, V's, like, such a fucking, like, you know, he's just such a fucking cold, murderous motherfucker, and then you find this one piece of equipment, which was straight up, it could be underwear, and it has higher stats than what you have currently <laughs> equipped. That ain't that some fuck shit. But... <laughs> 
But so like that's why like Phantom Liberty like you know whoever played it I have yet to play it I have it downloaded but you know I'm still going through Spider Man and even Elden Ring like if you like even fucking Elden Ring even before like you know Sp- I well, I mean well I think maybe it, it might have come out around the same time but like in the case um, of like Elden um I don't remember not close to it I think but like you know in the case of Elden Ring too it's like you know you know like how I said in WoW like oh you got a horse and it's like okay. I'm gonna go through the forest, like taking my horse and, and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nay, you know, but then it's like, like, you know. But Elden Ring also, I think it's just because, like, Elden Ring has so much just, like, natural feeling content in it. It's not like a Ubisoft fucking checklist. Like, anyone who's ever played the uh, Assassin's Creed games, you've seen what that map looks like fucking sucks like just all this useless garbage that like they tell you you don't have to do but it's like for all the one 100 completionists out there that's a fucking nightmare for what you care for for what you paid for you basically have to do it you don't have to do it but for what you paid for you basically have to yeah if you're trying to 100 a game it's like well you got what you can you got what you paid for and like people even argue like i think Maybe it's not really a term now, but in my head, it's some artificial-ass content. Like, the stuff that they make you do in, like, a Ubisoft type of, like, open-world game. It's, like, it's all these billions of icons on your map, and it's just like, yeah, go do them all. I don't want to as soon as I see that. Like, fuck that. That's how some people felt about Mario Odyssey. They felt like it was so much and that so many of the moons were kind of useless, so there wasn't a reason to go for 100 It ain't a Ubisoft game. It was not as bad as that. The thing is, I disagreed because, like, even in that game, it still gave me that feeling. Like, that game made me feel like a child. Mm. And that is a rare thing that a game like that can Game feel. Me to, so Again, as I you mentioned, game feel. It, yeah, the movement in that game was amazing, too, by the way. Some of the best in any Mario game, or, like, any 3D Mario game, I should say. And, um... So I can't in good faith say it's bad, because I know, like, game reviewers or people who love that game who, like, after a couple of years, they're like, yeah, it's actually bad. I'll, I'll admit the replayability is terrible because the game is so fucking massive. That mm-hmm. it's like to replay Mario Odyssey. I have not replayed Mario Odyssey. A game came out like five years ago, and I have not replayed it. Granted, mm-hmm. I don't replay games really too often, but still. Like, Fair, the 100% yeah. speedrun for Mario Odyssey, Dennis, it's mm-hmm. legit like a day. Like, it's legit like a day, mm-hmm. like 24-hour speedrun or some shit. Might have been reduced down to 12, I don't know how, but like, the game is so massive, and there's so many moons and whatnot. But to me, it just felt like more and more content. Mm. So what did that game do differently to have it just feel like more and more content instead of having the shit feel useless? Is it just because it's Mario and I'm blindsided? I don't want to say that because I don't, I didn't like every 3D Mario game. Like 3D World, a lot of people loved that game. That is like my least favorite 3D Mario game by far, Mm. by fucking far. And probably because it's really It's a bad game either. I've played it. It's not bad. It's just like as far as like, let's say if we're going to be putting it on a tier list, which I I low-key hate, but it's like, if you're going to put it on a tier list, it's not like bottom, but it's like not as high as, say, Odyssey. Just because I didn't, it's way too linear. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I'll even, because it follows like the whole, uh, like the classic Mario formula. Like from Mario World, like for uh, Super Nintendo. It's like following that 
you know, sort of kind of a uh, formula, which really designed to be played with friends as well. Yeah. That game on top of that. So like the thing, you know, with Odyssey, like what made the game feel different? What made like all like, cause there are some moons where you have to do some stupid shit to get it, but it doesn't even feel stupid. It just felt like more and more and more discovery. And I feel like Western game developers try to make these open world games where it's just more and more and more discovery. And, but it's, it's artificial. Really, it's artificial. Yeah. It's like a needle like, in a haystack with them. Really? Yeah. And so a lot of them just feels like this is useless. Why'd you make me go all the way here to do this? Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Why'd you make me do this? Why is there no, why is there no fast travel in this part? What's the point of fast travel here? It's like, I feel like a lot of them are trying to nail that formula. Cause even Odyssey has fast travel. Cause that game fucking needed it. Yeah. And, um, so it's like, how do, how does Nintendo just constantly nail shit like that? Even other like, you know, Eastern game developers, even though Sega, I think is also technically an American company with fucking mm -hmm. Sonic Frontiers. The first time. They ever tried open world Sonic? Well, I mean, I guess sort of with the exception of Sonic Adventure, but that's you know, it's got that like was an open world. It was a box. yeah, it has an it overworld, was... but yeah, it's a box. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. Actually, I, that's better than I could have described it. The first time they actually try open world Sonic, and they fucking nailed it. Like they blew that. That shit was voted like one of the. It wasn't nominated for Game of the Year, but at the Game Awards, it was voted in the fan game category for Game of the Year. It was like one of the mm -hmm. nominations for fan for it was one of the nominations by fans to be Game of the Year. Okay. It didn't get it. it, like it wasn't in the running, but um, mm -hmm. it was nominated by it in the fan category, right? So I'm like, that's a Sonic game. That's a Sonic game, dude. And what? Five years ago, they released Forces. What happened? Finally, got the shit together. But they got their shit together, yeah. But and there's like one more thing that I kind of want to say, and like we're gonna like we're yeah. coming up on time here, so uh, just want to one say one more thing. Side quests, they're hit or miss, hundred yeah. percent of the time. They're hit or yeah. miss, hundred percent of the time. And this is also spoilers for Spider-Man Two. So if you got to this part, skip ahead to the ending of our uh, to the end of our uh, uh, of our podcast. I was going through uh, YouTube Shorts as any you know fucking digester of media would do um went through some youtube shorts and there was one that i saw of a um of uh spider-man 2 where it was a side quest of uh where you a uh, a granddaughter is asking you to find their grandpa and like you find him at this like i believe it's central park because like I, I know the game i don't think the game is game's open world is one-to-one -to, -one to new york but you find him sitting down at a bench in central park and he's like, I saw know, this. I saw this on Twitter. Yeah, and yeah. like he's like this sweet old like you know black man. Like you know he tells like Spider Man like, hey like you know come sit down with me, Spider Man. And like you know he just like recounts like you know of how he met his wife. They went to you know the zoo. He proposed to her and everything. And like now she's gone. So he just feels like this bit of loneliness. And like he's like talking about how like you know when I'm here at this bench like. It feels as if, like, she's still right there. It was the most heartfelt fucking thing he I've also, ever heard. He also mentioned that he was fading. And, and he was fading. Yeah, he knows he's getting old. Everybody tells him that, like, you know, you get less scared of dying as you age. Yeah, but, that, but no, but he, nothing he prepares you for he it. He didn't get let, but nothing prepares oh. you for it yeah. and whatnot. And it was, it was, it was harrowing. It was some real, it was some yeah. real shit. But it was also, like, just so beautiful, though. Like, in a... And I know people may even say, like, it's like, you know, cal calm down, <laughs> calm down, Dennis, it's just a video game. But, like, it's just calm like... Calm down, son, it's just a drawing. <laughs> yeah, it's just a drawing. <laughs> but it, it really is, like, one of those examples where, like, you know, I think 
it's definitely gotten more respect over the years like video game being like a medium to telling stories because at one point like we had pong and like you know what story did pong tell you <laughs> then like all oh, this balls going back and forth across the screen um uh, but like as the years went on obviously like you know we just like i think it just got taken more seriously as the years went on and like we've had crazy like you know games like even ocarina of time which I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, bash on Aaron, but I think, you know, I'm also not even I, fucking I, idiot. Part of me also kind of wants to bash on the Zelda community as well, because like you guys are like a little too crazy with that, I think maybe a little bit. But I think his point was proven, though, that like at least for Zelda's case and being like a nonlinear story with like because like, you know, some developers care for story more than others. Miyamoto does not care for stories. He could really do without it if he wanted to. But I think, you know, it's just so weird, though, because it's like for a lot of those games, we loved the story. And in the case of like, you know, Ocarina of Time, it was a pretty simple story. Save the princess. That's it. Like, there's really not much else that you really have to go for. That's it. You have to save the princess. That's the whole point of the story. And like, and like now, you know, Especially in when we've had like, you know, voice acting when that came about in video games, like, you know, like us telling stories became a lot more natural feeling. It wasn't just us reading text like on a fucking screen, you know, mm-hmm. and now like again, we fast forward all the way to like, you know, this little bit in Spider-Man, which like, you know, Spider-Man has always been like a hero, like, you know, for the like for his like local community. Not so much like a Superman where he saves the Earth from a meteor and shit like that, but like it's part of the reason he's so relatable now, like that, to so many like people, you know. He's transformed over the years, but he's still the essence of his character still stays the same, no matter which medium he's been in, either in movies or in like the video games. And like you know, it's always like there's always like that whole thing of like what does it mean to be like a hero, right? At least in the context of, like, a lot of movies where it's, like, what does it mean to be Spider-Man or what does it mean to be Batman? And, like, you know, just, like, the whole uh, it being, like, a blessing and a curse type thing where it's just, like, yeah, I can do all these amazing things. But it's just, like, you know, there's always still cons to it because, like, my loved ones can be hurt. And, like, if they ever found out, like, whoever I was, you know, the whole superhero type shit. Beyond being as culturally significant as he mm -hmm. is, especially with Miles Morales and how important of a character he is for, like, the African-American spider Verses were such fucking good movies. Miles is such an important character for that reason. Spider-Man, even before that, was just the quintessential superhero. So many fucking characters were sort of based and modeled off of him. A lot of- that's part of the reason that Danny Phantom is as beloved of a character as he is as well. Like, you know, he's relatable because at the same time, he's just a kid. Yeah. You know, like, we were just a kid once, you know? Like, we kind of feel that way. Danny Phantom didn't invent that. That was motherfucking Spider-Man that invented yeah, that shit. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you kidding? So, like, it's a... He's such an influential character in that regard, and he's a culturally significant one as well, especially for the modern times. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it, it's really hard to put into words, and it's something that I honestly think could fill up an entire podcast or fill up an entire essay on how much Spider-Man already was a very important character and how, for modern times, in our generation and the generation below us and the Zoomers, mm-hmm. he's more culturally significant of a character than I think he's ever been. Like, in his, Honestly, in his yeah. life, you know what I mean? Look at fucking Side Talk. They got Spider Cuz. <laughs> and the dude wearing the fucking Crip do-rag. <laughs> like, go, like, going around. This shit is hilarious. <laughs> I, I will never forget when he ran into that guy dressed as Batman and they got in each other's faces. Like, you know where I'm from? 
You know, you know where I'm from. You know where I'm from. I'm from Gotham. And then he said a racist word that I I cannot say as a white man, but you know that it added to the yeah. joke, of course. But yeah, yeah those yeah, those guys were fucking crazy. That that channel got a little mm. too ratchet for me. I got like <laughs> it was always a little ratchet though. It was always no, a little but ratchet. it got like more ratchet as it went on. They haven't posted in a while. Maybe they got arrested. Uh, I, I don't know. No, but, I don't know. Yeah, but, okay, I guess um, uh, what I want to conclude. New York's a different yeah. planet. Yeah, conclusion. Yeah. Conclusion. And also, like, what to conclude on? I think is like at least as far. Um, God, it's went from like a whole thing about like Spider Man's like traveling like across his open world to like just Spider Man in general. I yeah. honestly just think though, like you know, it's they've they have gotten Spider Man wrong sometimes over the years, like Amazing Spider Man, but that was not really Andrew Garfield's fault, and I think a lot of people like unnecessarily shit on him for it. Uh, for that, it's like it's not even his fault. It's not. Y'all pulling the same shit you did with, like, Anakin Skywalker when Jake Lloyd was playing him and you bullied him for it or Jar Jar Binks. It's like, relax there, you know, people. Part of it just kind of um, reminds me of what Paul Liberty always taught us in our voiceover classes, is that there's no such thing as bad actors, there's only bad directors. Bad direction, yeah. Yeah. And in the case of Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man, there was plenty of bad direction. Plenty of it. And yeah. I didn't even watch that second movie. I didn't even watch it. Like, I just heard unequivocally from people, like, it was just so bad. And I felt bad. And I'm, that's why I'm also glad, like, No Way Home fucking at least like addressed like you know andrew garfield like and you know his his peter parker and his spider-man like people even then even argue like oh like sometimes the actor can play a great peter parker but then he plays a bad spider-man or vice versa yeah. and like that, that 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 can happen yeah and like i'd even say toby Maguire played a great peter parker or like played a great spider-man but wasn't a really good peter parker and he just was a blubbering crying mess for like three of his movies <laughs> He looks too old to play Peter. That too, even yeah. Back that too. Then. Even back nah. then, like I think Andrew Garfield now in like yeah. No Way Home, like they make like the old man jokes, and he's like, "Oh, my back!" Like they, they yeah. all that stuff. Like that was Apparently, perfect. But even back yeah. then, in like 2002, when they dropped that movie, I'm like, "You do not look like a fucking teenager." But he was a great Spider-Man, though. Of course, yeah, yeah. I think Toby was a great Spider-Man. He just wasn't a good Peter Parker. Which you know, again, that argument can go be made back and forth. But um, because people then argue, it's like, "Well, they're the same." No. No, they're not. Peter Parker and Spider and Spiderman, Spider Man is are Spoderman. not Spiderman are, are not the same character or people. Yeah, and like they like make that very was the clear. Best of both worlds, you know. I think so too, but I also like it. They had a lot more to work with there because, at least as far as like the MCU, I think the direction that they went for it was um definitely unique in that he was a pupil of Iron Man, which like you know. In the case of Spider-Man, like, he never really had too many mentors, if that makes sense. He always just kind of hovered around the Avengers and said, hey, can I join the Avengers? But in this universe, like, thing, like, Iron Man actually took him in and, like, you know, under his wing and such. Yeah. And I think, at the very least, it's like, the movies are a bit different, too, so we can't really compare them one-to-one. -one. Like, the first, the Tobey Maguire trilogy to, like, you know, let's say all of Tom Holland stuff. But, like... What I'm what I'm getting at is is that especially in the case of like you know uh, video games and if we're talking about like Spider-Man's like traveling again and just like as a as the concluded as a concluding thought, like you can do it, you can make traveling fun. You don't have to make it seem as if like when you were a kid in your mom's car and you guys were on a three-hour car ride and you just couldn't do anything. You're just sitting there like just fucking like oh when are we gonna be there? Are we there yet? Like, you know, like, it's just like, you could do, you could do that. You could make that in a game. But it's just like, you know, I think it is a mix of like, 
you can figure it out, but also at the same time, some like IPs just have an advantage because in the case of Spider-Man, you're fucking Spider-Man. You're not gonna take the subway to go fight the bad guy. Even though you're you gonna can, swing. Right? Even though you can, yeah. That's Even so though funny. you can. Like the the devs Insomniac was just so good with it. And like, you know, but you're gonna be swinging through the city. Like you saw in the movies and in the shows back then. That's what you're gonna be doing. Cause that's what Spider-Man is. Unless you're trying to make a really funny gameplay video where you're just like play like you're pretending you're like a Spider-Man cosplayer just walking around. <laughs> Those like motherfuckers that are at Times Square. It's like, hey, picture, hey, picture, one picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, dude. Oh my god, that'd be a really good idea for a video. I kind of wish I had a PS5 now. I would do that. Spider-Man, oh man, man. Spider-Man. Yeah, you can also really, still um, get the first game for PC. That's true. Still, uh, still up there. Can it's I go a great the fucking game. Can I go on the subway? Because if I can't, I'm not buying it. You could, yeah. I think you could go on the okay. subway. Yeah. Well, and yeah, cooling thoughts. You can do it. Spider Man's fucking OG. He's, he, he's just can't be beat. Spider Man could probably beat up Batman if he wants. <laughs> could probably kill Superman too. Just stick that fucking rock into his head. I mean, power wise, um, I mean, I do think he's more powerful than Batman in that way. I know, but, but like you know, Batman's like, oh, everyone's like, oh, Batman's uh, until it can't be beat. That's I'm actually, okay. I, I really can't answer that. I know, I know you think Spider-Man yeah, would yeah, cleanly I'm not going to answer that. That's Honestly, I, went, God, I went silent there. I was like, you know another, what, I'm not going to have that argument. That's, that's a like a death podcast. battle. That's, that's a death a battle nerd, type. That is a nerd yeah. death battle podcast. It, yeah, dude. Arg- like, argument th- type thing. That is yeah, definitely like, like I could talk about that for an hour, honestly. But man, we really have come a long way since Pong. Somebody should write a full flesh story to Pong. Just to see if they can. Like, write a whole anime, like, just for Pong. Not Ping Pong the animation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about literally Pong the video game. Let's take something with the least amount of story and try to, like, give it a story just to see what the fuck we can do with it. Keep reminding me of, like, that one scene with uh, Toby where, like, he narrates the beginning. He's like, who am I? You sure you want to (laughs) know? My story for the faint of heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if this this podcast is not for the faint of heart, you can... uh, That was a horrible analogy. I was going to... I don't know where I was going with that. Just plugs. Plugs. Yeah, yeah, plugs. Plugs. Boom. Uh, If you liked what you listened to, you can check us out wherever you listen to your podcast again. We got plenty more episodes. This was episode 147. We're approaching the big 150. We're approaching the big 150. The big 150. Like 150 Pokemon. Yeah. Approaching the 150. Well, it's 151. That is true. Yeah. But Mew apparently was not in the official decks when it first released. <gasps> that uh, was something that came about afterwards. Yeah. But yes, go if, on. If you guys liked what you listened to, uh, leave us a quick five-star review on Spotify on your mobile phone. It takes like a couple of clicks. Really helps with our SEO. Uh, listen to us wherever you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them. Also right here at YouTube.com slash Intunist, which again is where I know most of you listen to it. Feel free to leave a like on the video if you do. That helps out a lot. Comment below anything. We don't care. We'll read it. Um, and also subscribe if you can. Uh, follow us on X on X at uh, Double D Pod on Instagram at the Double D Experience Twenty One. And if you really want to do us a favor, uh, please, if you haven't already, uh, check out my new Nasby Two Early Access video. Yeah. I wasn't lying about that. They really gave me early access to the game for some godforsaken reason and asked me to make a video on it. Even so I'm shocked. Yeah, even, even I'm Dennis, shocked, you got it. <laughs> Dennis is shocked. Like, David's such a fucking loser. Like, why'd they give him <laughs> with a shitty podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I'm really happy with how the video turned out for the most part, and I hope you guys will, I hope that video will make you guys smile as much as it made me smile making it, even though it destroyed my body for a little while. But, 
That'll do it. Uh, please listen to that video when you can. It's already live at the time this video goes up. It's been play live Spider -Man. for a couple of days. And also play Spider-Man. Play Spider-Man 2. Do you think it's going to get nominated for Game of the Year? Might be hard, because God of War 2 also came out. Yeah, this was a huge year for games. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. The Game, the game Awards this year is going to be actually pretty interesting. Next year is uh, Elden Ring's expansion, supposedly. So, uh... And that's going to... The, the expansion alone is going to be Game of the Year? Yeah. That's... No, that's fucked. No, it's not fucked. That's, that's, that's a precedent. very true. That's very true. That's, that's a precedent. I don't, I don't that like is, that. that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. You're telling me they're going to... It's Elden Ring! <laughs> You're telling me they're gonna Al Gore that Bill Clinton? It's from Soft, my guy. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy really made that reference right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Name five books. <laughs> Kid literally debated like a fucking fourteen-year-old too. <laughs> Be like debated like Ben Shapiro's like. Now let's say hypothetically you're gonna name five books. <laughs> Uh, let's say, hypothetically, you have a hot sister. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We love y'all. Uh, we'll see you next week. Um, we love you. And we'll see you in your dreams. And with great power comes great penis. You, you know, Spider-Man got all the bitches. You got Black Cat. Remember that Drake Bell movie? It's like, with great power comes hot bitches. Yeah. That's what Leslie Nielsen said. Yeah. That's, that's Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man gets all the bitches. Yeah. 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 MJ, Gwen, Black Cat. <laughs> yeah. Fire, bitches. Okay. okay. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Great in the sack. <laughs> more, more like great in the web. <laughs>